Welcome to the campfire, the only place where friends and strangers alike sit down and tell tales in truth or fiction in exchange of my blessing of their safe travels. Allow me to relight the fire while you relax and listen. Make your mind wander about the reality we live in. The story I'm about to tell you is from a traveler named Dubifan 1987. He called this experience, Crazy Landlord Terrorized Me With A Demon. Please, allow me to tell you his tale. I am a female, and I was 23 at the time of this story. These events took place in 2010, and I finally thought it was time to share the story of the horrifying events I went through with the demon in the basement. At the time, I had been on the lookout for a new place to live, as my roommate had a cat, and I could no longer deal with my allergies. When I moved in with her, I was living in a dingy motel room, so having a roommate in a proper house was a serious upgrade. I thought the cat wouldn't be too much of an issue, but it was not to be. Being an animal lover, I could never even think about suggesting to someone to get rid of a beloved pet, so I opted to move out instead. I had been searching for a new place for a couple of weeks when I came across an ad on Craigslist describing a room for rent on waterfront property. It was surprisingly affordable, and I was very intrigued. There were no photos on the ad, but the address was pretty close by. So, I took a drive over to the place to take a look, and the property was beautiful. It definitely looked lived in and well-maintained. So I called the number on the ad later that afternoon to make an inquiry. This is when I first came across Crazy Patty. At first, she seemed extremely friendly on the phone. We laughed and joked and got along very well. She said she would be delighted to meet me and to come around anytime to view the property and the room for rent. So I made an appointment for the next day. I pulled up in the driveway and was greeted by Patty waving warmly at me from the front porch. She was a middle-aged woman in her 40 seconds. She had a kind of hippie-ish clothing style. She wore thick glasses and had long, frizzy brown hair. She was shorter than me by a couple of inches and she spoke in a kind of nasally, baby voice. Now before I continue, I would like to give a little background on the women of my family. We are all gifted in the spiritual realm. The gift can be traced back to my great, great-grandmother, who could read tea leaves. She was extremely gifted and did readings for her entire life until one day when she finished her tea dot 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 and read her son's death. Needless to say, she never read tea leaves again. Since then, the women on my mother's side have inherited some kind of special gift, whether it is clairvoyance, clairsentience, or something of that nature. Funnily enough, no one since my great, great-grandmother could read tea leaves. I was lucky or unlucky enough to be a clairvoyant, meaning I can see, hear, and even smell things from the spirit world. These things happened very rarely to me, and at this point, I just considered my abilities a bit of an annoying quirk and had not yet accepted them as part of who I am. Even though I was aware of my gifts in the spirit world, I was still a very skeptical person, and I always tried and even wanted to find rational explanations for things before I came to any conclusions about any kind of spiritual activity. Before these events, I had never experienced any kind of malevolent or demonic being. Since my phone conversation with Patty had gone so well, I was expecting us to get along just as well in real life. 
as I walked up the stairs of the porch to shake her hand. I immediately noticed her eyes. I can't fully explain how they looked, only that they were dot 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 off. She said how nice it was to meet me and shook my hand. I immediately got icy chills down my spine. I managed to smile and said that it was great to meet her too. She took me inside and, to be fair, the house was beautiful. It had a massive living room with huge skylights, and there were lush plants everywhere. The kitchen was ultra-modern and sparkling clean. There was also a huge, two-story deck out back fully kitted out with furniture, a bar, and a fire pit. The deck opened out to a private beach on a lake. I immediately fell in love with the house. Hattie took me downstairs to the finished basement, where the room for rent was. The basement consisted of four rooms, a large living room with a pool table, a bathroom, a smaller living room, and a bedroom. The rooms for rent were the bedroom and the smaller living room. Apart from being a little dark and without a huge amount of light, the rooms for rent were lovely. They were clean and fully furnished. Hattie was extremely nice to me, and she seemed very excited to show me around but something still seemed off about her. Despite the uneasiness I felt, I decided that I loved the house. And the next day we went through all the relevant paperwork. I paid my deposit and before you know it, I was all moved in. At the time, I had no family where I was living. One side of my family was in Europe or all the way down to the southern part of the US. So I was feeling a little lonely, but I was optimistic. Hattie worked during the day and I worked at night at a bar, so we rarely saw each other. At first, this arrangement was perfect, and I was settling in nicely. I had no issues until one night, about a weekend. I decided to cook myself dinner. I had a night off, my first since moving in with Patty, and I was dying to use the gorgeous kitchen. Growing up, I was always taught to clean as I go, so I did just that. I heard Patty's key in the front door and greeted her as she walked into the kitchen. My smile faltered as I saw the expression on her face. She looked enraged and she yelled at me. What the hell are you doing? Her brow was furrowed and her lips were pulled back in a snarl. I was completely shocked and my body froze for a moment before I answered shakily that I was just cooking dinner. I tried to appease her by offering her some but she swelled like an angry toad and screamed that I had destroyed her kitchen. Now my dinner was fairly simple, and I had been cleaning as I went along. The only dirty thing was one pan, which was already soaking in soapy water. I explained that I obviously had every intention of cleaning it up, but she screeched again, stomped down the hall, and slammed her bedroom door. I quickly cleaned up everything and made sure the place was spotless before taking my plate down to my bedroom and eating down there so I didn't run into her again. After that, things just got worse. Hattie was no longer friendly to me and looked at me like I was just a gross insect that she longed to squash. I tried desperately to look for somewhere else to live, but I lived in a tourist area and it was a seasonal town. It was coming into winter and many businesses had shut down and residents moved out of state. I could find nowhere else to rent that I could afford. I even contacted my old roommate, but because of a sudden family issue, she moved back in with her parents. I kept looking for weeks but found nothing. As the weeks went by, it became apparent that Patty didn't want me there. She wanted no trace of a roommate in her house. She wanted to collect the money, and that was it. I tried to stay out of her way, 
by doing my household chores and emerging from the basement when she was out of the house. On my nights off, I went to work to eat dinner, so I didn't have to use the kitchen. I made sure to only buy microwave dinners for the nights I couldn't afford to eat out. Every time I had to come upstairs, and Patty was there, I would be met with her intense glare with those eyes that continued to be off somehow. At this point in time, my living situation had started to affect me physically. I was constantly exhausted, my skin was paler, and I became very skittish. It was after this change in me started to take hold that things in the basement started happening. Things would go missing and then turn up. At first, I just put this down to forgetfulness, which I am prone to. But one day something happened that made me incredibly uneasy. See, I always kept my work shoes in a specific spot when I came downstairs. I had been called in for a day shift last minute and I was getting my uniform on. On my way out I went to grab my shoes, but they weren't there. Now, this was something I was not forgetful about. I always kept my shoes in this specific spot because Patty didn't want me dirtying up the carpet. I went upstairs to check and see if I had left them up there and I hadn't. I looked everywhere for them, and I couldn't find them anywhere. Not putting it past Patty to do something mean like take my shoes. I went back downstairs to grab a different pair only stopped dead in my tracks. Right there in their normal spot were my shoes. My heart leaped out of my chest. What was going on? I knew I was forgetful at times, but they definitely weren't there a minute ago. Were they? There had to be an explanation. Patty was at work, so I knew it wasn't her. And it was at that moment that thought crept into my mind dot 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 was there someone else in the house. Terrified, I grabbed my shoes and ran upstairs. I grabbed my keys and immediately left the house, locking the door behind me. I wondered if I should call the police, but what would I tell them? Had I found my work shoes right where I left them? I thought about telling Patty. But the thought of telling her that something had bothered me like that would only give her ammunition to torment me further. So, I didn't tell anyone. After work, I came home to Patty eating her dinner. Luckily, I had the foresight to grab some food to go from the bar. So I crept in as quietly as possible and just went downstairs to eat. As I always did, I turned on the light in my room and for a split second, I thought I had seen a dark figure in the far corner of the room. I did a double take, my heart pounding. I had to be going nuts. The stress of this place was starting to make me hallucinate. Satisfied, but still a little uneasy. With my explanation, I turned on my TV and began to eat my dinner. As I ate, I was still convinced I saw flutters of movement coming from that corner of the room. Just out of my sight. But every time I looked, nothing. This mysterious figure would start making regular appearances out of the corner of my eye. But again, when I tried looking, there would be nothing there. I thought I was losing my mind and I became even more withdrawn. It was after a few months of this happening that the dream started. I would be having a perfectly normal dream then all of a sudden. I would have the feeling of being strangled by a faceless man. I would be fighting him off and I would always wake myself up by screaming. I would wake up sweating and my heart would be pounding. The worst part was my throat would be sore and I never knew if I had really been screaming or not. I would like to think that if I was, Patty would run down. But that was unlikely. I would start out having these dreams about once or twice a month. Then as it came closer into the fall of the following year, they started happening more regularly. 
Once a week, twice a week, every other day. I was feeling completely broken down mentally, emotionally, and physically. I was a shell of my former self. At this point, you are probably wondering why I stayed at Crazy Patty's house for as long as I did. Well, for those of you who have never experienced emotional and mental abuse, consider yourself lucky. It is extremely powerful. Patty used a variety of techniques, including manipulation, intimidation, and gaslighting to ensure I stayed where I was. She hated me there, but she wanted the money. She literally had me convinced that I wouldn't find anywhere else as nice as her place for the price I was paying, and that no one would put up with me anyway. Up until this point, I had not considered my unsettling experiences at Patty's house to be demonic. I had put them down to a side effect of being so stressed and beaten down. Until one night. As usual, I had eaten my dinner out of a to-go box in my bedroom. I was sitting on my bed with my laptop in my lap. I had been watching some funny videos on YouTube when all of a sudden, I couldn't take a breath. I felt like my chest was being constricted by an invisible vice grip. I went to move my hands up to my throat to check for swelling or something, but I couldn't move my arms. I was completely paralyzed. It was then that I finally saw the figure in the corner. Its face was covered with a hood but it lifted its head just enough for me to catch a glimpse of its face. Its eyes were huge and bulbous, much like the milky pupilless eyes of an anglerfish. It had no other features except for those eyes dot 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 and that smile. That toothy smile, full of uneven and rotten teeth. A smile that extended beyond the boundaries of its face. Think of Fred from that seriously creepy episode of Courage the Cowardly Dog. My heart stopped, and as soon as I saw this figure full on, it disappeared. I finally understood what was happening. I was being attacked. Somehow, I fought the pressure and it subsided. This ordeal couldn't have lasted for longer than 10 seconds or so, but it felt like much longer. I was finally able to draw a breath and I lay on my bed panting as if I had just been drowning. I immediately jumped up and dug into my junk drawer. I found a few white candles, some sage, and a few crystals. I lit the white candles for protection. I lit the sage to purify the room and I kept my crystals in my hand. Needless to say, I did not sleep much that night. After this incident, I continued to keep sage lighting at all times when I was in the room awake. And things settled down for a while. It wasn't until Halloween night that the crescendo of my experience peaked. Cliché, I know but think about it. It was and still is believed that the veil to the spirit world is at its thinnest on All Hallows' Eve, making it easier for spirits to enter our world. I had been working that night and had gotten home around 1am. Exhausted, I fell right to sleep only to get that strangling sensation some hours later. But this time it felt different. This time, it felt more dot 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 real. In my dream, the entity that was attacking me had grabbed me by the throat. In the past, I had not seen its face while it was doing this. I finally got a full-on view of its face. I could see the cracks on its rotten teeth. I could see the pale blood vessels in its grotesque eyes, and I could smell its rotten breath. I felt a scream coming, but I couldn't get it out. In my dream, I fought and fought, desperately trying to escape its grasp. It picked me up by my throat and slammed me into the wall behind me. I kept fighting it with all my might until I finally woke up. I was sweating and panting, and tears were streaming down my face. I looked at the clock. It was only 3 a.m. But as soon as I looked at the clock, 
My blood froze in my veins. Not because it was 3 a.m., the traditional witching hour. But it was then I realized that I was not laying in my bed. I was sitting up against the wall. I leaped out of bed and ran into the bathroom, afraid I was going to be sick. Luckily, my stomach held, and I ended up splashing some cold water on my face. It was only when I caught a glimpse of myself in the mirror that I had to stifle a scream. My neck was bruised and scratched, like I had been strangled. Without even thinking about how late it was, I called my boss in absolute hysterics. The bar I worked at was attached to a hotel, and I pleaded with him to let me sleep in one of the rooms that night. He did, and I decided right then and there that I would be moving out of Crazy Patty's house. I arrived back the next day to pack up what few belongings I had. After I had everything all packed up, I noticed her bedroom door was open. This was highly unusual, as she always kept it locked when she wasn't there. Thinking maybe her car was in the shop and she was in there, I went over to tell her I was leaving. But she wasn't in there. I went to close the door when something on the floor caught my eye. Normally it is out of character for me to snoop in someone else's room, but something in my gut just told me to check out what it was that caught my eye. On the floor was a planchette that had been broken in half with the glass shattered all over the floor. The glint of the glass is what caught my eye. And on the other side of the room was a board. The Ouija board. It finally clicked that it had been Patty that set this entity on me. I stormed out. I was fiddling with my house key, trying to get it off my keychain to leave it on the counter with a note I had left her when I noticed movement on the deck outside. I looked up and was absolutely horrified to see Patty standing on the other side of the glass door staring right at me completely naked. She had her hands on the glass and seemed to be pressing her face right against the glass. It was then that I noticed her eyes. Her eyes had always been off to me, but I finally understood why. Instead of her usual, slightly off, eyes, staring right back at me were the milky bulbous eyes of the entity. I quickly turned around, ran to my car, and tore out of the driveway and never returned. Things got better after that. My anxiety subsided, my face filled out again, and I started to be a lot more social. After a few weeks, I moved into an apartment with two girls I worked with and got along very well with. I never saw Crazy Patty again. As of telling this story, almost 12 years have passed, and I am no longer easily beaten down by manipulation tactics. I have become a lot more assertive and will not tolerate any attempt to deceive or manipulate me. I have also been practicing white magic in the form of plants and cooking and have embraced my clairvoyance as part of who I am. I am happy to say that I have never experienced anything as I did at Crazy Patty's house. If I get even a whiff of a negative entity, I get the hell out of Dodge. Stat. All in all, I am a much healthier, stronger, and happier person than I was all those years ago. But late at night, I still get the horrifying image of Patty staring into my soul with the dead eyes of the demon in the basement. Now, that was the end of my tale. I hope you enjoyed yourself, listening while escaping the world you live in. That is all for today. Safe travels, and a blessed day.